Hello, my big band-aids. This is your Bumblebee Bop Tuna host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his Jazz Bucket podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. It's the May 25th show. Today's story is all about getting blown. As you can imagine, that's not nearly as fun in the Mangoverse as it should be. If your chunks are getting blown by you, you may want to go to the airport and ask your flight attendant for a hefty bag to transport all of your air sickness. Air Sickness by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. An ill wind blew into town. It blew its sharp, percussive coughs, spreading its filthy wind germs all over the children. People thought it was making them sick when they started seeing spots before their eyes, but that was just the wind looking kind of spotty. Not the awkward spottiness of teenagers, but the disturbing spottiness of pox victims. And it wasn't anything as mildly plague-like as smallpox, either. The wind couldn't catch cowpox or chickenpox. It was an entirely different order of being from those animals, and was never in any danger of that. It couldn't even catch anything from the now-extinct small a particularly meaty creature once common to farmyards all across the eastern hemisphere until it was wiped out by its namesake disease. It was a damned shame, too, because the old folktales suggest that a small stringy gooey armpit eggs were delicious. You know, once you get over the texture and were able to slip the last 17 inches down your throat. Oh, but the wind. The wind was no animal, but was instead a force of nature. The wind had gotten its disease from a rather unkempt volcano which slept around with random mountains and had fathered quite a number of explosive hillsides. The volcano passed it on to a mild earthquake, which gave an entire region of Indonesia the clap after literally rocking its world. Talk about a ring of fire. So you'd figure the people of this first place wouldn't have anything to worry about from this sick-ass wind. Au contraire, masseur. The people couldn't catch anything from the wind because it was just gas that was in a hurry. But what could catch the wind's disease was the gas that was already in a hurry inside the people. Everyone's intestinal gas now had a rapidly mutating disease, which was dealt to all of those who smelt. By which of course, I mean the folks who extracted useful metals from ore down at the old metal from ore factory out on the edge of town. These exuberant metallurgists who were used to working with material from deep within the earth suddenly felt different types of urges from deep within their bowels after the sick breeze blew through their hot metal mill. The rapidly mutating disease took all sorts of forms in the unlucky ladies and gents. Some had gas that sneezed. Some had gas that had diarrhea, which felt disgusting coming out but made no mess at all, so some high fives went around for that one. Some had gas with degenerative eye diseases, and the lay people among you may dismiss that as no problem at all, but the gas that slowly emerged from those people didn't know where to go and just hung around forever. It seems that nobody got a sickness that made their poo gas smell like peaches and cream. In fact, it was even more rancid than usual. There was one guy, however, whose gas came out sounding like peaches and herb while it simultaneously shook his groove thing, to the utter disgust of his co-workers, and later that night family, and even later that night fellow PTA members and more and more later astronomy club comrades. They couldn't wait for him to be reunited with regularity, and it feels so good. If this story blew it for you, you can break wind on it and other suffering natures at the website of the anus that's not tight, BeWhereTheHairyMango.com. Burrow hesitantly in the comments for this post, or tear email me, and we'll dry ourselves with fluffy towels at Matthew at BeWhereTheHairyMango.com, or we'll Jones for Gilliams at BeWhereTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we found ourselves crossing state lines, the SF and SF signal used to stand for solid fluid. Oh man, that was painful coming out. It also scratched up the porcelain. After we recovered, we had sword fights with the stuff. To see the world in a grain of 
sand and a heaven and a wildflower. Hold infinity in the palm of your hand and follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. That introduction is way deeper than anything you'll find on my feed, and it doesn't even mean anything. Hey, if you guys want to send in any emails or MP3s of your thoughts on the demise of the mango or anything else, go ahead and send them. There's still enough time to get them in for the final episode, and who doesn't want to hear David Bradshaw's awesome Mango Mail theme song one more time before we go? You don't? Well, you're going to, so you might as well temper it for yourself with some email. If I said you had a beautiful money, would you hold it against my donate button? My version of that doesn't sound nearly as clever, which should prove to you that I probably need the money. This podcast brews unscrupulously across a nice Midwestern beer town while cutting down its overheads by skipping the hops and hopping the skips and at one time a jump got in there, but fortunately for it, only three people in one spuds were hopitalized before being released into a local Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until Spider-Man eats the human fly, this will bump into the walls of the home of Matthew Sanborn Smith and remind you the doors of perception were really the worst possible choice for your new bathroom. Good night.